Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for bringing us together safely and keeping us from getting too drenched out there. And Lord, I pray that you would be with our speaker and that you would give her the words to speak so that we might understand and grow in our walk with you. And, and I pray, Lord, that your will will be done here. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, you probably wonder what we're going to do today. I'm a married woman, right? And you're going, oh, why is Lori Sneeman in here? Because I have an interest in the singles. And um, actually, I have a lot of people that I hang out with, and almost all of them are single. Isn't that interesting? We had a very strong program here in Michigan for singles at one time, and it went by the wayside. So my hope is that I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the singles and being surrendered singles. And I'm not doing it from a singles perspective. I'm doing it from um, the literature and the Bible. And so we're going to talk about that for 15 or 20 minutes. And then I would like to have you help me think about how we can minister to the singles in Michigan. Would that be okay? So could we do like a discussion rather than a seminar? I suspect that you think I'm going to have a PowerPoint and I'm going to preach at you and I'm not going to do that today. Is that okay? That's perfect. All right. Well, so I've been looking at a lot of the um, books and literature. I, actually, I, I was um, a speaker at a single... Can we close that door because we're talking right outside of it? I'm very... <coughs> Thank you very much. Um... I went to a singles retreat and was a speaker. I didn't talk on singles. I just talked on the Bible. And that's what I think that hit me, is that it doesn't matter what your marital status is. There are things that God expects of you no matter whether you're married or not, whether you have a partner or not, whether you have had a partner at one time or not. And so you may be really comfortable with your marital status. You may be uncomfortable with your marital status. You may be miserable with your marital status. But the truth is that no matter who you are, God still values you 100%. When we say that God is no respecter of persons, that could be race, it could be disability, it could be marital status, it could be um, backgrounds, it could be what kinds of pasts you've had. It could be about um, all kinds of things, but God loves you 100% and he wants you to be surrendered to him. Would that make sense? Mm -hmm. If you are born again and surrendered to Jesus, that's what makes us priceless. And it doesn't matter who you are, you will all be, we will all be in heaven together. Will that not be true? We all have the same ability be in heaven because God has spoken for us. C.S. Lewis, ever heard of him? <laughs> has a book called The Problem of Pain, and I thought that was a good illustration for today. He says, God's love is truer and fiercer than that, the kind of supreme love that an artist lavishes on his ultimate creation, a creation that he wants to mold and shape into the image of Christ. The fact and he said, because he was single when he wrote this, the fact that God hasn't given me a partner at this point in my life doesn't mean that he doesn't want to love me or bless me. It means God, in his love, 
is hoping to use my singleness to mold and shape me to be more like him and to draw me to him. And evidently, at this time in my life, he felt that I needed no other confusion or chaos than to be single so that I can get closer to him. God doesn't decide whether he's going to use you or not use you because of your marital status. Despite your marital status, we have to all learn how to be content. Can you think of some other words for the word content? At peace. At peace. I like that. At peace is a good one. What did you say? Happy? Yeah. You know, happiness that's not dependent on circumstances, right? What else? Tranquility. Tranquility. I think that's a really good one. Not sunility, but tranquility. Maybe in way when we're senile, we'll be more tranquil. No, I don't know. I got off on that one. I'm sorry. We, we were watching this man last night when we were on the golf cart going back and forth trying to find his trailer. So no, uh, I don't think he had peace, even though there might have been some sunility. <laughs> Somebody said something back here? Oh, that's good. Yeah, but Contentment is the thing that we want to. So, why is contentment so important? Um, you have to be accepting of yourself before that, that um, affects the image that you project to others. Mm -hmm. And actually, if we are going to be representing Christ, mm -hmm. our contentment attracts people when we're going through issues, is it not? Mm -hmm. You had something to say. Oh. Oh, okay. That's okay. I will get it on now. So contentment is important. By the way, if you're let's say that you're really unhappy with your marital status. Can you be content? If we don't learn to be content, can we be discontented even if we are married? I have people, you know, I'm actually a marriage counselor and I work with um, a lot of marriage, marriage people who have marital issues. And some of them tell me I've never been more lonely than when I married somebody. Because there's nothing more than being rejected or betrayed and, or having somebody who's got a fence up all the time and you can't get in and to their heart and they feel really alone. The fact that God hasn't given you a partner at this point in your life does not mean that he doesn't love you or want to bless you. Again, it means that he wants to draw you to him. And peace and contentment may not eliminate your urge to have someone love you and be significant to you. Would that be true? So because of that, it's a determination that you have to make that I am going to be content with God and God's will. And many times when we have those things together in our life is when somebody might be introduced into our life. Not always, but when you feel really empty and sad and frustrated is the worst time to have a partner come into your life because you suck their blood. You, <laughs> you empty them, you overneed them, and they feel often empty, and that's a really bad time. I'm sure that some of you have had a needy friend who needy, needy you all the time, and it's like when they call you, it's like, or they call you eight times and say, why haven't you called me? It's like, I wonder why, because you were going to call me eight times, right? 
And so when you see somebody who's discontented, often our human barriers are to push them away, right? We must be satisfied with what God has given us today so that we can be appreciative of what he's going to give us tomorrow or what we will not have tomorrow, but because God will fill our holes in our heart. And as we practice contentment, we are better prepared for whatever life brings us. One of the biggest struggles that Christian singles face is wondering if they've messed up God's plan by doing something wrong, passing over someone, not showing interest, not being kind, not answering the phone call at the right time. And it's like, that's part of our obsessions, isn't it? Isn't that like how it is all the time? We're always wondering what I missed out on. Um, there are people who tell me that they wondered if they took the wrong job or they came to the wrong area, and that's why they're still alone. But we're really never alone, are we? Amen. When, um, when Jesus came to this earth, what was his marital status? Did it remain so? Have you noticed how movies and all kinds of things try to make it look like he's having an involvement with Mary Magdalene. It's like in their mind they just can't figure out how he lived as a celibate guy. He well, did, he didn't he? He had his church. He had a church, yes, and he loved his church and he loved his people, but he was dedicated to those people. He didn't have time for a relationship in what he was doing, right? Do you think that he What? Yeah. Do you think that Jesus felt ostracized no. by people? Do you think that he felt lonely? Yes. Do you think he felt misunderstood? Yes. Do you think he felt betrayed? Yes. Yeah. Misunderstood? And that's my next Kim, you're just always on it. <laughs> Jesus was single on this earth because, I mean, at a time when in the community that he lived in, everything was about family clans. Families owned property only if they were related. They, the women weren't supposed to be without the men when they went to get their water at the well or whatever. They were supposed to always be with a man like, like, like many Arab countries today. It was always family-oriented. Even the priests, the Jewish priests, were expected to marry or else they couldn't be priests. Did you know that? I looked up the culture. Um, they felt that something was wrong with them if they weren't attached to somebody. Actually, when we feel like we're a half of a person and we have to have somebody else in our life to make a whole person, then we've got trouble, right? We want to be whole people in Christ that we have something to share if we get involved in a relationship. But he was often ostracized because he was alone. People would have a, um, discomfort bringing him into their houses if he was just a single man because they needed to make sure they had the right amount of people, etc. So he felt probably very um, uncomfortable at times. Family clans formed the basis of the Israelite community and they were expected to have children. That was what they would ask you when they would see you they wouldn't say, hi, how are you? They'd say, how many children do you have? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of stress on it. Remember how the women felt horrendously awful when they were infertile? There was this huge push. 
And if they didn't have children, even if they married, they were like not important. But if they weren't married, that was even worse. So many times they would try to get people to take you on, but you were never the loved wife or the you know, one that felt a sense of belonging. Early Christianity presented singleness as viable, didn't it? What does the Bible say about singleness? If you're single, stay single because you could maybe serve the Lord in a different way than other people, okay? And it even said that sometimes it was more profitable, but in a society that he was in, that was really not the way that they thought. What do you think about in the United States at this time in your life? Do you think that there's a big push to always be with someone? What are our songs? What's our culture of songs? You know, in other countries, they laugh at us because our songs are all about romance and togetherness and she left me. If it was country western, it's always about she left me, right? So they laugh because they think we're um, emotion and romantic sick over here, I heard. Right, they used to have words about that, didn't they? Did you, did you notice that it was kind of um, demeaning to women? Spinsters, old maid. You didn't, for men, he's a, ba- he's a bachelor. Like there's a potential for him, right? Yes? And another thing, too, I, I think this is true where a lot of people are choosing not to get married because of all the divorce to they see. Oh, and do we have a little problem with divorce in this country? At sometimes, I mean, when you look at the paper and you see all the engagements, know that you slash half of them and they're going to be done. Um, actually, some of the fastest growing uh, divorces are in, in the segment of two years of marriage. And then another fast growing one is when the kids are gone. That's uh, one of our fastest growing segments because the... Uh, the wife is so happy that she got rid of the kids so that she can go out and do china painting and go and do something with the ladies. And he's like, recognizes that his job won't be there all the time, so he gets really focused on her and he wants to know what's for dinner. And she says, I don't care what's for dinner. You've never been home before, so why do you care now? Well, I just thought, when will I see you? And she's like, ah, right? Mm-hmm. And so you start to see this big division in that group. And so when kids say some of the things that have happened to their parents, and the things that they've witnessed, many of them say they never want to get married. You even hear little children saying, I never want to get married. Commitment is a huge issue, is it not? Mm-hmm. Will I commit? Which is really self-oriented, isn't it? What if I don't feel like that in a few years? What if I don't like how they are? What if I don't like the size that they grew to? What if I don't like the fact that they have a medical problem and they can't do things with me? It's like, really, we become really self-oriented. So now I'm going to change. I'm going to change and say, I'm changing what I'm doing. I'm not changing into something. Is that what you thought? I'm going to change the way that we're looking at our topic. Um, By the way, my profound statement, I was thinking while I was preparing this, marriage isn't better or worse than singleness. It's just different, isn't it? So let's do some planning. Uh, I've heard from some singles that are in my life how much they wish that there was some programming, some kind of events, some kind of um, organization for singles here in the Michigan area. 
Do any of you echo that, or am I talking to people who don't really care? Okay, so there is a big interest in that. Um, I talked to our family life department. At one time, we had a retreat at Camp Asabo. It was a wonderful retreat. Oh, it sounds like you've been there. Some of you have been there. The singles retreat? Yep. Up to the very last one. And well, tell me about the last one because that must have done it. Well, I didn't realize they stopped. The At one time, they, they, people from Wisconsin and Indiana and Illinois, and there were numbers like 250. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, like, isn't that thrilling? 40 to 60, and they uh -huh. younger people with the older people. Before they used to have two separate ones. They had one for under 30, and then ones for over 30. Because it was so large that they could divide the groups. Isn't that wonderful? And then the last one you were at, how many did? 30, okay. I understand. Gail Mitchiff has a heart of gold. She always wants to help people. She would bring in speakers from other states and plan for them to be here at camp meeting. And guess what? Two people showed up or one person showed up. And she said it really couldn't work very well for the money that they had brought somebody in. So it's been on the back burner for quite a few years. And, I th and, and then I've had people who've told me that um, they don't want to be singled. Don't you love the word singled? They don't want to be singled out as singles. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, that. They didn't want to be singled out because they think that when you single them out, then it's like they're a special needs group. Well, are any of you special? And do any of you have a need? Okay, so then I had people who thought that they felt like a special needs, and this is what somebody told me, and they were irritated that I would even consider a single thing. They said, I do all of my things with people of all kinds of status, whether they're married or singles, and I don't want to be considered single. I want to be considered me. That was when I was asking a few years ago why it is that nobody is coming to these. So anyway, so people said, um, the oh, I was going to say the truth is that Michigan Conference does allocate some money for singles. And they are willing to do retreats and seminars. And they are willing to have weekend get-togethers and all kinds of things. But sometimes it has to be a grassroots, we got to get it going again, and then we'll have something to offer. Does that make sense? Yes. Go ahead. Would any of you uh, can't uh, finance the camp, the single camp? Well, you know what? I'm, whenever there's a big interest, it usually gets financed. So I'm going to think out of the box. How can, we, have, um, how can we move finance. forward so we can do that? Okay. Sometimes churches take an interest because they want to see you prosper. So sometimes they'll give you a stipend or a budget. I mean, I think about the East Lansing Church. Every year they, they um, support so many kids to go to GYC. That's a big undertaking. How many of you support kids to go to camp? Well, why not send a single to a retreat? So anyway. <laughs> I think it's more of a family life thing. That's the needy part. Family life. 
How many of you are willing in getting something organized or would be a part of an organization? Okay, that's encouraging to me. Now you didn't, you know what? You didn't all put your hands up. <laughs> How many of you would be willing to be a part of an organization? Okay, all right. I think some of it is a lot of the labeling too. So mm-hmm. like in Pathfinders, you know, there are kids who are, you know, looking to date. There are kids who just want to learn about nature. Mm-hmm. They're there for a variety of reasons, but, you know, a young adult or early adulthood camp where people are looking to engage and connect single and married Mm -hmm. seems more like a single, seems like it's more like a dating club versus people to interact with people their age. I I am sensitive to that, and I hear what you're saying. There are some people that go to date and want to know who's going to be there. And there's some people that go there because they want some spiritual blessing and they'd like people who are like-minded that understand some of the needs yeah. that they have. Would that be true? Yeah. I was going to say, when I was going up to Camp Sado for the singles, that was kind of the, uh, irritant to me, is mm-hmm. that a lot of them were there looking it, to, to it, find So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend them. So is that, is that bad? Yeah, is that bad? No. I'm like... I mean, there's some people, (laughs) did you hear that? A voice from the back said, isn't that the point? We need to have some squirt guns. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, just a minute. Go ahead. I went to one singles retreat and didn't go again because the programming there, I didn't, I came reading the brochure thinking, oh, we're just going to, you know, spend time together, have some spiritual stuff going on. But... The That's what you were first, looking for was the a spiritual first time. The thing was very much centered on trying to get people in the dating or romantically, you know, trying to couple people up, trying to find ways. Like they made you write down all your interests and all your hobbies and like you had to go to the opposite, you know, per gender like my and yeah. I really hated that because that's not why I came and I was fine with people who wanted that you know mm-hmm. but, I always but it was uncomfortable that, well not only that but I always thought that if God had someone for me then I would naturally just find them in the things that we all enjoy doing and it was unnatural trying to yeah. push people together and I just went off and hiked around the woods the whole rest of the time and didn't come back to any of the meetings. I understand. I understand. And I'm sorry, Emily, that that happened. I, I think of an illustration of my husband. Um, anybody know my husband, Royce Naiman? The cute guy with the bald head. Brain is, brain is poking through the surface. Okay. But he wore a black hat the other day, and he looked really cute in it. It was cute. For a pioneer. Anyway, um, he was the single pastor right? He was going through theology. And they invited the single men, they didn't know why the single men were being invited at Pacific Union College to a banquet. And they thought that was really cool. And they invited the nurses, the single nurses to the banquet too, and tried to get them into icebreakers together. And he said, evidently being a pastor meant we had to have a wife to be able to get a job or something. He said, boy, that was really uncomfortable. Nobody wants to have that happen. I agree. Yes, Kim. Well, I, I was one of the attendees at the um, singles retreat. We went to West Virginia. She was asked to speak. And I felt very comfortable there because there was nobody there. There was about 20, 
Mm-hmm. Nobody was looking for somebody else. Are you kidding? I had there were three women that had come and they were on their fourth retreat and they said they were looking over the men from place to place and they hadn't found one yet and when was I going to get a big one together so they could have more choices? That's okay. Yes, but you're right. That was a small part of that group. Yeah, it was a very small part of that group. But I think that, you know, I, I took a whole group of singles when I spoke in West Virginia. And I told them, I don't care. Because I, I don't know anything about West Virginia. Anybody know anything about West Virginia? Okay. I didn't know. I said, I don't care if they chew tobacco. I don't care if they just came in off the farm and they've got manure on their boots. I want you to be friendly to each one of them and be a friend. So we did things where they, we didn't do anything romantic. We did things like... Uh, where they had to come up with a Sabbath school program together. We came up with where they did the mission story together. They did all those things, and they, I think they had a ball. And I'm still getting letters from West Virginia telling me that they thought that that was the best time they've ever had in a retreat because they were all so participatory. Yes, whatever that means. Yes, go ahead. Well, first name and where you're from. Uh, My name is Kevin. I'm from the Great Metropolis of Miami. So for everyone who doesn't know what that's just off the end number. Okay. Um, I think we've, we've that's prison of, territory, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, not yet. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I think we've touched on a lot of the aspects, and I've been to some, uh, at least one single event here in Michigan a long time ago. How long? I don't know, but it was before I moved, so it was '02 when I moved to Michigan. Okay, so it's probably been a very long time. Yeah, and, um, and then when I was in Massachusetts, I actually attended one through the Southern New England Conference, and a friend and I that did a lot of music together, we were actually the uh, music performers for a non-Adventist, but a Christian uh, singles event, too. So mm-hmm. Oh, so you have a flavor of both. Kind of seeing some of the things mm-hmm. here, and so I, I guess part of the question, we have, we've touched on... on you know, there are people there that are, are definitely looking to find someone. There are people that are just and going there to, see, to, to be part And of I the think industry. that it should be big enough for all of those right. groups. But I, I think this is something that, that needs to be discussed as far as being able to include all of those and not going too far in other directions. For example, the, the one I went to, the, the musicians for the, the Christian non-denominational group, that was essentially a singles, was like a support group. It was like you were, you know, there's something wrong with you. I, I was going to say I, support means like, we're, we're like, like you, you've got, you, you've got a disability or something, and you've right. got to be. And it was, and really, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm glad this isn't happening. Like, oh, I'm so sorry you're single. It was, <laughs> it was just like, you know, you know, you're defective because you're single. So let us help you. I felt like I should say, you know, hi, my name is Kevin. We're going to have therapists assigned yeah, to help you with grief. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I guess that's part of, I just want to make sure. See, I like all these ideas, and then pretty soon I'm going to go over to this board, and I'm going to ask you to dream up some things that you would like to see in Michigan. Sound okay? Go ahead. Uh, your name, first name is? Um, my name is Chris. I'm Jeremy. Okay. Um, I kind of need to have, like, a singles group that did weekend, like, local Michigan trips in Michigan. Mm-hmm. They were a group of singles that could go and work together to help somebody. Paint. Oh, that would be great. 
Boy, that may, reminds me of all kinds of things. See, I'm trying not to be subjective. I want broad ideas, and then we'll hone them up. But, boy, okay. That's cool. Anything else that people have to say about some of the singles things that they've gone to, the things that they liked or did not like? Does that mean that maybe ha not many people have had pro I mean, experiences at a singles activity? Okay. Your first name is? Bonnie. Bonnie. I haven't gone to this, but I think it would be nice if each district would have a singles church and have it start like in the early afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, because, and then have the singles that go to that, invite singles that have been to the church, mm -hmm. but have kind of dropped off and gone their own way. But by the way, isn't that a, a Wow, a very important su subject. When we're not connected to somebody, she said to try and encourage people because they often drop off and go their own way. When we're not connected to people, that's exactly what happens. We lose people. And right. if, if you're 100% valuable to God, then we need you in this Adventist church. And that's why I want to see us come together. Unity is wonderful. You see a and, lot of, I see a lot of singles going to some of the mega churches in the area because they have a lot more programs. I, I know your area has single point ministries, which is a big program. So there's a lot of that yeah. that's happening right now. That's right. Okay, and, I, and that's sad too because actually we're a smaller church denomination. We don't have the resources. We don't have the management and the time. We can't get a, I, you know what I said, let's not say we can't. So. We don't have a vision for somebody who ministers to singles at this point. But maybe when we have a big interest, that would be a, a big interest. Whatever you devote time to grows, right? When we started to devote time to kids who were 10 to 16, we came up with the Pathfinder program. When we started to work with kids that were adventurers age, that's when they came up with the adventurers. Women's ministries. People said, well, what is that? Are they going to get together and paint each other's toes and do hair? And like, look at what it's evolved in, which is a dedicated women force that helps missions and, and encourages one another, etc. So my thought is that we just haven't had the vision yet. And I think that I'm hoping that you are going to start dream dreams. Boy, that sounds like a Bible prophecy. But I hope you'll dream dreams about what we could do in here. Go ahead, Emily. Um, something I noticed when I was a younger adult than I am now was when I did go to that one singles retreat, before I went there, I kind of asked some of my friends who were single, hey, you want to go up with me? And they're like, only desperate people go there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Isn't that sad? And, yeah, and I didn't believe them until I went there. <laughs> but, um, but, um. I think if we change the image of it to be social, fun, get-togethers where, you know, when people, if they want to look for someone, they can, and if mm -hmm. they just want to hang out, they can do that too. And we kind of touched on that, but I'm talking about the image of it that we project to people who haven't done it before. I think that would be wonderful. Especially the younger people. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I've covered everything. And that is, I would like to see that a singles organization their focus is to connect with God and, and mm -hmm. to make friendships with each other while they're pursuing God. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? And all these other things, whatever they're coming in for, hopefully they're going to get their needs met, but that mm -hmm. is what the focus would be. Yeah. 
Yes, Sharon. Yeah, they have something, uh, Sharon from um, They have uh, something down in the Detroit area called the Bridge, mm -hmm. where, um, you know, this group. It's been a campus group. Over the 30. Uh, no, it's expanded from that. It's oh. not just a campus group. And they meet together, and uh, they have volleyball together, and they go out for a bonfire. Um, so they do a social thing as well as a prayer group thing? Now you guys are all nodding your head because you've been there? Yeah. Well, okay, just a minute. We'll interview you. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they do, they do God things, too. You know, they mm -hmm. do God things, too. Okay. Now, I would assume that that would be more of a focus for the younger singles. No? No. No. Mm -mm. no. Okay. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. Why don't you tell us about the bridge and what you guys have been, how you've been participating in it? And your first name is? My name is Shannon. Um, Hi, Shannon. Um, so Bridge is a group of, it, it is mostly younger adults, um, you know, 20s and their 30s. Mm -hmm. um, and they get together quarterly um, in the Metro Detroit area, different churches will host it. Um, they usually get together for like a Vespers and then followed by a mm -hmm. game night or volleyball or, you know, bonfire, uh, whatever the case may be, some sort of activity. Um, but it is Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them are married too. So. I think that's a wonderful beginning. We never need to recreate anything. So I'm like, that would be a great resource for people. And some people that are married have been willing to host like the bonfire. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just all singles. Mm -hmm. It's just a recognition that this group needs to get together and it doesn't matter where. Okay, that's really good. By the way, I um, don't see... You know, I'm like, I want to make sure we are representing a lot of people groups. We don't have a lot of people groups in here. I don't see any Asian or a Caribbean. No Caribbean here. I'm just like, I want to make sure that we're inclusive of everybody. Oh, you are? Good. Because I'm just like, I don't want this to be a lily white group. Does that mean sense to you? I want it to be inclusive of everyone. So that would be my thing is that we need to also mix with all kinds of cultures. Would that be true? Okay. So will you help me right now as we start to think about what we could do? And I would love your brains, and I, I don't want to. I'm not going to call on specific people, but I'd love to hear from everybody in this room. Does that sound good? Because I think that, oh, if, um, if it's only re reflecting one person, that would be really sad, and that would mean that that's their program and not your program. So, oh, I guess that's not going to come off. Okay. So I would like to talk about a goal. Okay, come up with anything that you say is okay, and then we'll hone it down, okay? Yes? A singles camp, we have family camp, we have camp oh. for kids. We don't, singles, you have to like come with your family and your older if you want to go at this mm -hmm. point. So a goal would be, yeah. a goal you're saying is that it would include singles. I'm clarifying. Uh, like a, a camp that's open to people who are, are single as well. Because there's a lot of nice things that are done, the canoeing trips and the, and okay. the presentations given at night. Okay. Camp for emerging adults. I think that would be good. So wait, wait. I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out camp. You're saying that you wish that Camp Sa would be more inclusive of singles? Yeah. So are you saying, because I don't want to specify camp. 
Do you, would you like to see a conference that's more inclusive of singles? In many different ways, we'll, we're doing broad ideas first. Okay, anything else? A social network. Okay. Anybody else? I'm sorry? Singles helping others. Singles helping others. What was somebody just said something about, you know, like doing a, a work thing? Was that you? I'm like, there's, there's actually people connect with other people when they have similar interests in helping others. And if you want to attract nice people, have a, an, a work project that they get together on. That's a really great place to meet and greet. Okay, so now that I said all of that, I have to think of how I said this. So, singles helping others. What's your first name? My name is Art. Hi, Art. I'm a Okay. Um, I've been to Camp Shavu for the singles uh, retreat mm -hmm. twice. And, um, you know, they have that work plan coming up in August, the work weekend. Yes. So there are things that are not designated singles that we need to identify that would be something that singles would enjoy. But, would that... but you know, if a group of singles wanted to go, you know, it's it's open. I've been there for a work week when they had two weeks long before. So I, but I don't know what they'll be doing on a weekend, but I'm sure there's plenty of things for Okay. Okay, other things? I, I'm like, I want a spiritual goal, okay? Um, support from other ministry? Okay. I think specifically like... A supportive ministry? Oh, support from other ministries. It's like... So it just help me understand that. So, um, like women's ministry, my mom is in women's ministry. Okay. And for a long time, whenever she'd invite me, I'd be like, that's married women's ministries. That's what the real thing is. Like, mm -hmm. They say women's ministries, but everything is about how to help your kids, how to help your husband. How to help your wife. I mean, right. how, how, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think on both sides, the title neglects those who are unmarried. So maybe it goes with this conference inclusive of yeah. singles. We do, yeah. They have men of faith and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm still, that's not much like women's ministry in comparison, but yeah. Okay. All right. I'd like a spiritual goal. Somebody a spiritual goal? That's why I said surrendered singles. I thought that was a really nifty name. Not that you have to have that. But I really would like to say that I hope that whatever we did, that the focus would be to get to know God and grow spiritually. Would that be true? Okay. I guess when I, when I mentioned social network, okay. I was thinking more along the same lines people who have similar faith and similar orientation, if you will. Okay. That it was a safe place to come together to... to I like safe. A safe place that we could come as and be accepted, if you will. Do you mean I like a social network, like a dating website kind of thing? Or do you mean more no. like a blog? Kind of thing, like the social network. You can go. You can get a group of people to go to dinner. I um, see. You can get people that you know what. Hey, we're gonna go. We're going down to the <coughs> art for the weekend. This sounds like a meetup. Exactly. Yeah. 
It's yeah, something where you could have an Adventist Singles Meetup. <laughs> not M-E-A-T. Not looking for meat. We're going to have a meet-up. Okay. What? Okay. Go ahead, Bonnie. No, I Yeah, that's why I feel like it's more the socializing Actually, um, resources. Do you know the North American Division has a cruise going on this summer? Do any of you know about it? No. See, that's an issue. There's a cruise going on, and it's a reasonably um, inexpensive cruise, and it's all for singles. And my thought is that nobody in Michigan really knows about some of the North American Division things that they're doing. And I think that we need communication. So, so let's go, let's divert to communication. How can we communicate resources and advertise what's going on and um, look at events? So let's talk about that. Do we need a blog, a Facebook page? What do we need? Well, that's what I was going to say because um, when I, my um, when I was going to homeschool my son, I was absolutely looking at like all of the Seventh Day Adventist like homeschooling blogs and like sure. what moms are saying or what parents are saying about what is good and what programs reviews. Are. Yeah. So if you had a website that like you could go on and be like, these are the events that are coming up. This is a website. I don't. I don't know if you. If you know that I, I work for the conference office, the ministerial department, and I have the nicest boss. His name is Elder Gallimore. <laughs> and all I have to do is go in there and go, I think we need to do this. And they go, go ahead, Lori, whatever you want to do. Like, okay. So, you know, I've got a website on bullying, and I could imagine having a website for singles. Wouldn't that be fun? Okay, a website. What would we call it? Surrendered singles. Oh, okay. You really love that. <laughs> I mean, I kept trying to come up with an S word. I can't tell you how many dictionaries I went through before I got that. But anyway, no, we have to come up with a name. So, okay, so maybe a website. Anything else you can imagine so that we could communicate? Phone. A phone. Oh, a one call maybe. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is going on. One call. One call, email distribution. Flyers for the churches. Flyers for the churches. Oh, do we have a problem with that? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. You know what it is? It's called Churches Are So Busy, and they have an event scheduled, and they don't want to let you know about events that are going to take you away from the event at the church. So those, those flyers that get sent to your church often get put into the circular file. And there's people who go, we go, well, we sent out over 350 of those flyers. Didn't you see anything? How many of you seen things? Two people, you know, three people. They're all in English? They're all in English? Yeah, it's not a church. Oh. Oh, that's, that's a problem, isn't it? They should be in the language of the church they're sending it to. 
Hmm. However, there's a new generation, they speak English, right? It's the older generation that doesn't read the yeah, English. But the, I mean, think about it. But I, yeah, that is. The older generation, you know, my son hasn't been coming to this church, you know. They're the ones that have the know, the, the, are encouraging the right. places. So flyers in their language. <laughs> okay, I, um, nobody's going to say a Facebook page? Isn't that social network? That'd be great. I see. I'm going to go with that one. A Facebook page. See, I think anyone can make a Facebook page. You don't even have to be active on it, but you could look it up once in a while and see if anything comes to there. Because there's nothing like letting you know currently, by the way, I saw that this and this is going on. Just think of all of us who are on a Facebook page. I was just thinking that I'm not one of you, right? Sometimes that sounds like I'm including myself, but I want to be included with you because I'd like to see it going. And I hope you don't, aren't distressed that I'm the one who's conducting this program today. You don't mind, I hope. I just want to see something going. So anyhow, I would love to see that any time that we know of something, like what's going on with the bridge, or that there's a retreat from the NAD, the cruise or whatever, or that there's a mission trip that we would put something on that Facebook page. Would some of you who don't have Facebook pages commit to making a Facebook page so you could be on something like that? Okay. So, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say that Bridge does have a Facebook. Oh, does it? So we could put a link to that too. Okay, so maybe links to Bridge or any other things, okay? The um, NAD actually writes like a blog or they have articles or whatever. And I don't know how anyone knows anything about it. I'm like, I just found it. It's kind of elusive. But if we had a website that you could go to that was active, then you would see anything that was current coming in. We could get a feed on it. What do you think? What about Google? Hmm? Google. What about like a Google group? Mm-hmm. Anybody into a Google group? Nobody knows about a Google group, huh? You can put notes on it constantly, and everybody is in a, like a group, and, and you get a little notice that something's coming on, you have a message. That's a possibility. I'm going to put down, we said we're going to put down possibilities, so that's a good option. Google group. Okay. If there were plans for something, we would probably need a committee of some kind to make the plans for the year. Would that be understood? So we would need to have people who would be serving on some kind of a committee. It doesn't have to be very often. It could be once or twice a year. Could be at camp meeting, right? So we need a committee to plan events for the year. Would that be fair? Or maybe even for two years, because you can have bigger plans when you've got it for two years. Is there anyone who would like to see a group or a van go to singles retreats that are in other states? Would that be a fun adventure? Singles retreats. Okay, so now I would like you to dream dreams of some of the things that you think that Michigan could do specifically for singles. Would you like to see something at Camp Asabo again, even if it's a small group? Because you don't have to have a big group to go to Camp Asabo. You can have a small group in the Cedar Lodge. 
You could even have 10 or 15 and afford to do it. Is it communication that is keeping um, the Camp Shabble Singles Retreat small? I don't know, because at one time there was a big interest, so they were doing something right at one time. And then that turned around and that nobody showed any interest or commitment to it. So maybe they didn't feel that it was useful to them, is what I believe that the Family Life Department, they felt it wasn't useful. And I'm saying, okay, I don't know what was going on in 2006 or 2007. I'm saying right now in 2017 we need to revisit it and try to get it going again, right? We need to put a new battery in it and jump start it. Yeah. But I would prefer like the Lake Region area for such as inviting Michigan. Why not be united and have the Lake Region be involved as well? Do we have a conference? Include Lake Region. Did I miss something? Oh, it was a club, huh? I don't want it to be a club, okay? All right. Um, so we said, yes, we'd like to see singles retreats. What about just a, a weekend potluck afternoon thing? I, I believe that singles are mostly lonely on Sabbath. I've been told that. I think that's really sad. If Sabbath is supposed to be a celebration... Why couldn't, we do a, why couldn't we do a singles thing at certain churches around the state? Would that be okay? A single Sabbath day. Different churches. I don't want this to reflect Lori's idea, so I always have lots of ideas, but I'd like it to reflect your ideas. So, Okay, Holly? So there used to be at camp meeting, a, they would always do a, Sabbath afternoon, where they would have, it would be the singles luncheon. Like a potluck. Yeah. That was a, how many years ago? Uh, no, I just meant, I, it hasn't been happening for a long time. No, I think, well, I guess. Some of you must have remembered it. 2001, yes. 2001, and here, you mean 16 years ago know, since we that. did a singles so retreat? Actually, there's a couple in the East Lansing Church. They met through the singles retreat. But that's they got married 10 years later, but, you know, they've been, they were friends for 10 years, so what can I say? But those types of things where you had dedicated, you had a dedicated group that would meet for at these types of functions. I mean, let's face it, you have people from all over Michigan. Why wouldn't you use this type of venue? A camp meeting potluck. Starting Sabbath. <laughs> what do you think? Bring a chair, bring a dish, bring a smile, be friendly. Okay, that sounds good. Anybody else? There's some quiet ones here. I love to hear from quiet people. Camping trips. Yeah, that's when I delegate. No, I saw the people in the tents today that were getting wet. And I'm like, whoa. So camping trips. Canoeing, canoeing or, or rafting or anything of that nature. I mean, you could just go to the UP and you know, see things up there. I mean, there's so much to do in Michigan. In the summer. Yeah. 
A ski trip is expensive, though. We have to, we, we can have a ski trip. You know what, I, need, I think that we need to always say there are people who will be interested in certain activities and others that won't, right? So a ski trip would be okay. I mean, even if you went to Mount Holly. Okay. What about snowshoeing? Snowshoeing will be... Okay, snowshoeing. What do you do? Eat them? Cook them? Walk in them? You can hook them to your boots. Oh, you walk in them. Okay, yeah. a snowshoeing. You can walk with them. Isn't there snowshoe rabbits or something? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't shoot them. That's a good I, thing. I used to snowshoe. That's why I know how to... Okay. Hook them right to your... They have like a strap and just hook them right to your boots. I think that's good. You know, actually, I help... I help supervise pastors. Isn't that wonderful? So I could tell them that they all need to come up with a date for a singles day in their church. What do you think? 117 pastors here. We could have 117 Sabbaths of singles. Though. No, we can't take you away from your churches every Sabbath. I'd get in big trouble. But they already have um, biking trails. Biking. Biking, yeah. You just need to make sure that no cars hit you. Right, Sharon? <laughs> She's recovering from a broken hip after being hit on a bike. Biking. Okay, you guys are talking a lot about activities, but um, back there you were talking about doing something like, you ever thought about going to the Adventist Historic Village and maybe doing a work crew there? They'd love to have you. So some kind of like a work retreat of some kind, and they actually have housing there. So kind of a work retreat. And we talked about Camp Asabo work retreat. Yeah. And they'll feed and house you for the work they will. I'll have to tell the director that's what you said. Put it on tape and everything. People are going to be buying this tape, you know. Bring your lunch. No, I'm kidding. But on work week, you don't work all day and all night. You work until five, and then that's how it is on on trips to other countries, isn't it? You have a couple of days of fun. Go ahead. I do believe that you have to camp. You have to make your own accommodations this year for the work. I see. Like bring your trailer or your tent or something. Okay. Any other ideas? So the single talk another thing is people coming together and maybe helping something in the community. Is an outreach. Are you leaving without me getting your name? Oh, okay. I'm like I'm taking a picture of her, just a minute. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember who all of you are. If you don't come to one of these things, I'm going to go, you're the one who suggested it. On your mark, get set, smile. Oh, you think I'm, I'm not serious, huh? Oh, no, I want it in blood, but I won't get that today. Okay. Seminars, workshops. Like, how did, how do you, where do singles go when, you know, because married people have somebody they can go to, not that that's necessarily helpful, but who can you, you know, go to for spiritual wisdom, you know what I mean? But you're single because they know what you're going through. Like, say, 
You mean like a support group? Like I no, like I struggle. No, like I struggle with finances. Can't we have some like talk on finances and? So some kind of workshops, a singles thing with workout breakout groups at the. Yeah. So that would be something you could do at a singles retreat. Okay, workshops specific to singles. I think something important for that all of this to be effective is that we set a, is that there be an age minimum? Because I've seen things that happen in our church that were intended to be for singles or for, you know, 18 to 35, like the, I guess for married. Mm -hmm. And some married or not, but kind of that age group, 18 to 35. Uh -huh. And then, you know, I find if I'm doing anything that weekend, all the parents just come and dump their kids. Yeah, they're painting a house, go paint a house. And so you're stuck with a bunch of 16, 15, 16. Right. And it kind of ruins the idea. So you want them specific yeah. boundaries of what you're doing. Um, I have been to, uh, like, being a pastor's wife, I remember somebody having a single Sabbath at our church um, in the Kalamazoo area. And I remember the, some widows coming to me and saying there, was, there were three of them and there was nobody their age there. I think that that's what we're going to find is that there is going to be times when there isn't anybody, but I think that older adults can mentor younger adults, and I think that that some people who are college students can still mentor other people that are coming. So, like, I agree with age, age restrictions, but I still think that I don't care whether they're widowed or whether they're single moms or whatever. I think that they all have something to benefit because they still have the single lifestyle in common. I'm, I'm no, I'm not refuting what you're saying. I'm just like clarifying what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, like 26, 56. Is a, I mean, I'm so maybe we need to say an age and stage. What would you want this to be? Maybe like, you know, 20 and up or something? Yeah, 30 and up. 30 and up? 40 and up? 40 and up? 40 How about 30? 60 and up? 30 and up. 30 yeah. and up. Oh my. How old was that man at the West Virginia retreat? He was, he was 89, and he said he came and he needed a woman. And we all, we all decided to be his friend, but we weren't going to give him a married partner by the end of the trip either. I'm just like, I, well, he was there for the whole weekend, including was one of their conference officials. He was like there because he, like, he was afraid to tell us that he was needing to be in fellowship because he works his job by himself and he kept coming in and out in and out and i think that it was just a threat because it was his conference mm -hmm. and i think that we recognize we need to recognize that there are people who really want to be a part of an organization they need another place maybe where they don't feel threatened like a state over or whatever so i don't have any concerns about inviting people from other states i think that there's more power when we do that go ahead I was just thinking, because there will be people with mixed feelings on this. Some people want to be with people in their age group, and some people like the mixed ages. I think and we're I know, benefited by intergenerational. Yeah, and I know with um, the singles retreat when I went, they kind of tried to put you in a cabin with people of a similar age to you. And I would think you could actually do, like, on a registration form, like a little check mark. Are you okay with anybody? That'd be great. Want to be with people yeah, I think that's group, great. You know, some do and some don't. Somebody also said maybe we should consider doing a, a singles network of some kind where people can talk on that singles network. I don't know. 
There's a lot of ideas. Okay, so now today, one of the things that I recognized that I completely forgot was a piece of notebook paper and a pen. Is there anyone who has that? And we could get people to put their, if they feel they will, if they want to do it, yeah. Why don't we get more than one out there? If there's a way that you would like to put your name down so that we could start to form a committee or a Facebook account or an email and start to formulate, because we're not going to get it all done today. Um, but I would like, I think this is like the first step of thinking about it. And I am happy to start working on it. So you have a piece of notebook paper there. We need to put it on a book. Does anybody have a pen? So, okay, why don't I say before you leave, let's have prayer. Let's have prayer. You have a piece, anybody have a pen for that? Thank you. So if somebody would write the first one, it would be their name, their email printed out so that even people like me can understand what it says, and your phone number if you're willing, and if you want to do it privately, you can put it in a little piece of paper and hand it to me. But um, let's have prayer. Well, wait, let me, before, I, before I even close, something that you feel would be powerful for singles in Michigan, something that you feel is good that came out of this meeting, this seminar, that you feel that we need to move on with. Anybody got a comment? So I can pray about that. Just getting it started is a good step. Okay? Being recognized. Anything else? We need a leadership team in Michigan. What? We need a volunteer. Do I need a volunteer? No, phone number. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But make sure you print it. Okay, then let's pray. And please, won't you sign if you're willing to be a part of an organization that does some of these things. All right. Lord, I thank you for each person here. Lord, you know their story. You know um, why they're here. We pray, Lord, that we will be able to meet as many needs as possible. I pray that you will help us with structure, that you will help us with vision, that you will help us to grow in you, that we may be surrendered no matter what our marital status, that we will be close to you and committed. We pray that we will not leave anyone out in any group, that we will always be inclusive. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to accomplish some of the goals that were on this board today. Um, if those be your will, I pray that you'll make them real clear. And Lord, if we uh, work on a committee of sorts, I pray that you will help us to select those people that have some leadership skills and some persistence that will not get discouraged when people do not respond, but will continue to keep this going so that our grassroots can get stronger and we can have a vibrant group here in Michigan. I thank you for each person here, that they are priceless to Jesus and that someday we will be in heaven and we won't even worry about some of the things that we have to worry about here on earth. In your holy name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.